Okay, everyone, welcome in to Crew Football Ireland. Uh, delighted, Michael McQuaid. Delighted to be joined by Nikhil Fagan. And Nikhil, welcome in after the NFL draft. Good to see you again. Got the Falcons gear on. I can see Nikhil because we have got say. I want to say the king of Atlanta media. I, I, I know a lot of people call him D-Led. For us, he's the Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. The Orlando. Um, welcome in. It's it's been it's been a, a very very interesting few months. Obviously, got to see you again in Phoenix and. Uh, Man, that time's flew in, hasn't it? How are you doing? Hey, Mike, doing pretty good. Uh, doing pretty good. Time has flown by. Uh, the off season's fast. We're um, looking towards the schedule now, and uh, uh, you know we'll they'll be back out there playing here before soon. It's it, you know you've hit the nail on the head there. They will be back playing again because it's going so so fast this off season. It feels like every day is just going so quickly. And uh, this is an episode, folks, where we are looking at the Falcons. We're going to have a league focus over the next few weeks. And we're looking at the NFC South, looking at the Falcons with the Orlando. And um, let's just jump straight into it, man. Obviously, that is one hell of a pick at eight in the draft goal with Robinson, the running back. Um, just wondering what your you know original thoughts are on the pick. Were you surprised that they went with a running back, especially with the room that they have at the moment? I know, you know, Patterson, we're, we're not sure if he'll be there, you know, but that's a crowded position now in a good way for Atlanta. Yeah, no doubt, Mike. I kind of got tipped off early, um, you know, draft week that uh, the running back was going to probably be the best player on the board. You know, that kind of let out that they wanted to go defense. They're trying to field, uh, you know, build their, their um, pass rush up on the defensive side of the ball, but the pass rushers were gone. Uh, Tyree Wilson went seven and uh, Will Anderson went before him. So the next pass rusher up was uh, uh, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. And so he 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 was in that pot, uh, but Bijan had a much higher draft grade on him than uh, Lucas Van Ness. They would have been drafting need over the best player available. Uh, you know, the only issue there was, um, uh, you know, uh, would you take Jalen Carter over B. John Robinson, who probably had a higher grade than B. John, but, um, you know, Jalen had a lot of issues to to deal with, and the Falcons probably uh, didn't want to uh, partake in those, um, you know, uh, the situation that he found himself in. So, they, yeah, the running back was a good move, good value pick, uh, somebody that uh, is going to add to a strength that the team already has, and uh, then they'll just uh, they'll have a, a – diversified running game. Now, the Falcons have a bona fide underdog and Taylor Heineke, a quarterback. It's an interesting situation, the quarterback room at the Falcons at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Heineke, you know, is from an Atlanta suburb, you know, went to Lawrenceville and started at Collins High School. Um, just wondering, what are your thoughts? Do you think we'll see a training battle between him and Desmond Ritter? Yeah, that's. I think they wanted a quality backup quarterback. They told him he's going to be the backup. So it's uh, Ritter's job to lose. So they're going to give him every chance to to hold on to the job. But Heineke has shown that uh, in the last three years, he's always found his way onto the field, no matter what team he's went with. Uh, he um, you know, led Washington to a playoff win. So uh, he's a quality, super quality backup who can get you through um, a couple games if you need him. And uh, he should be able to help uh, Desmond Ritter 
as he tries to develop and uh, take over as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And then if he falls flat on his face, uh, you got Tyler there to um, take over and, uh, uh, you know, run the offense for you. Absolutely. I, I'm holding that hope, as, as Michaela said, for some sort of battle in training camp. Uh, if the season started today, the Orlando, the, the, you know, in terms of top receivers in Atlanta, Drake London, Matt Collins, Scotty Miller in as well, Frank Darby, uh, Bernhardt and Hodge. Do you think we could potentially see before training camp starts, we could maybe see a veteran come in to try and sort of round off that wide receiver room? Or do you think it's pretty much tied up at this stage? Yeah, I think, you know, they did pick up Penny Hart from uh, a former Georgia State kid who uh, played in Seattle. He's done, um, you know, he uh, he's played in 39 games, mostly special teams, a lot of a uh, lot of special teams tackles. He could be somebody that um, steps in and, uh, you know, makes the squad, too. So they uh, they're definitely, um, uh, you know, they brought in three other receivers that are going to come in for the rookie minicamp. So, uh, yeah, they didn't draft a receiver, so they're definitely uh, still probably in that market looking to add uh, some depth and some quality at the wide receiver position. I'd love to hear your opinion on the NFC South division because, you know, you look at the division at the moment that is going through a lot of change. You know, the Panthers have been looking for their quarterback. They brought in Bryce Young. The Saints are still going through a rebuild. You know, Tampa Bay lost Tom Brady, didn't have a great season last year. So how do you see the division at this point at, at, in time in May? Yeah, um, you know, right now the Saints have to be the favorite. They have the veteran quarterback and Derek Carr, and, and they have a pretty good defense. They tried to restock their defense. Uh, so I think um, just established uh, on the on the fact that they have more established veterans on on in key spots, then uh, you make them uh, the uh, offseason favorite right now. Now, uh, Carolina and the uh, Falcons are in the same boat. They made a lot of moves this offseason. Uh, they'll be turning it over to new quarterbacks, Bryce Young and Desmond Ritter. Uh, Desmond's got a lot of weapons around him. The defense is being totally revamped. Uh, you know, they went out and got Calais Campbell, uh, Daniel Ayumada, Caden Ellis, uh, Jesse Bates III in free agency. So, you know, when you have so much uh, uh, turnover in your roster, and it's the case in Carolina and Atlanta, it takes time for that to come together. So, uh, you know, nobody's expecting them to go straight to the Super Bowl. They can get uh, over 500 and uh, be competitive and, and maybe make a playoff run. That should be reasonable for Carolina and Atlanta. And Tampa Bay, because they lost so many players and Tom Brady's gone, they don't really have an answer at quarterback. Uh, they don't really have any money to pay a lot of their players because they got to hit the dead cap uh, thing with uh, Tom Brady. They are probably the bottom feeder in the NFC South right now. So I go Saints, Falcons, Panthers together. Whichever quarterback comes on faster will be the, the winner there. And then uh, you got the uh, – Tampa Bay in a pretty clear rebuilding mode. I'm honestly really intrigued to see how this division goes. I I, I know we're always saying this these days about this division, but you feel like we're going to be sitting first week in January, the, the, the Orlando one. If the Falcons are in with a shot, everybody in Atlanta will at least be somewhat happy, I'd say, at this point. Uh, but it's it's there for the taking, and just in one sense. Um, I, I know that Michaela mentioned about, say, Taylor Heineke, Desmond Ritter. 
if we have that assumption that come week one of the season, and, and we will find out you know, this week in terms of who the Falcons play week one, what is your sort of expectation for, for Ritter this season? You know, obviously, he's going into another year in Atlanta. What would be his ceiling that you would like to see this season for him? Yeah, for him, he, um, you know, the weapons around him, he's got to figure out how to use them all. Uh, they finished third in the league and run the ball last year. So, you know, you should be able to run. You should be able to, to get the ball uh, moving on the ground attack. Teams are going to try to take that away. So when teams try to take your rushing attack away, he's got to make them pay with some play action passes. Uh, he's got to get the ball to Kyle Pitts, Drake London, uh, check it down to Bijan Robinson, uh, you know, get Corderell Patterson involved. So, but it's not going to be a 40 pass a game type of deal. You know, they're going to be uh, built on running the football. And then he's got to, when it's time to pass, uh, he's got to uh, throw the ball accurately and get it to his weapon. So he showed a little bit of that uh, last year. The first game wasn't so good, but then he got better in each other four starts. So um, he's got to build on that as they move forward with him at quarterback. Now, when you're building the team, and especially for Atlanta, they want to be in, in they want to be in the playoff contention. So it's always good to keep adding to positions. You know, we've talked about the veteran wide receivers, and you reported earlier that they brought in Trey Flowers. Is there any other position that you think the Falcons can upgrade on? Maybe perhaps left guard, or what's your opinion on that? Yeah, left guard is uh, they they drafted the young man from. Uh, Canada and Syracuse, uh, Matthew Bergeron, and they really like him. So uh, I don't know if they can get him ready to play as a rookie. They tried to do the same thing with Jalen Mayfield uh, two years ago. That didn't work out too well. And he was on IR all of last year. So if it works out, fine. You got a left guard. If not, uh, you got a lot of guys that have uh, been assigned to that could get in there, get in the mix. And that's a, uh, Matthew Hennessy's one, Jalen Mayfield's back, Kyle Hinton from uh, the Vikings, uh, Justin Schaefer draft pick from last year, and Ryan Newzell, a um, you know center guard from a couple years ago, uh, has been sticking around. So you got some options at left guard if the guy that you've handpicked to take it over can't do it. You spent um, a second-round pick and a third-round pick on a guard, and, uh, you know, now one of, them, one of them has to be able to play for you. Orlando, um, a guy whose best years in the league came whenever Arthur Smith obviously was calling plays for him in Tennessee. Johnny Smith in Atlanta. How, how excited are you to see Smith just playing for the Falcons in 2023? Yeah, I think he gives you a quality uh, second option at tight end. Uh, you know, if something happened to Pitts, he's been out there before, he's going to know what to do. Uh, Arthur used him very well in the uh, red zone a lot. I think he had eight touchdowns that one year, two, a couple years ago. That He played so well. New England gave him a whole bunch of money in free agency, uh, but he did, wasn't as productive with the Patriots. But, yeah, I think John o. Smith's a um, – you know, he can block, he can he can catch, he can get open in uh, tight spaces. He's definitely an addition uh, to the Falcons' uh, weaponry. You've touched on how the Falcons drafted Matthew Bercheron. They obviously moved picks to get him. They, they really wanted to bring him in. So 
what how do you feel he's gonna do what are what expectations do you have for him this season yeah he uh you know played uh at Syracuse and uh supposed to be tough and athletic the best uh you know scenario for him is he takes over and becomes a starter and you got left guard okay now they didn't have to worry about that position for so long because they had Justin Blaylock and then they went out and got Andy Lavitre from Tennessee but since Lavitre's uh retired you know since 17 that position has been a revolving door so um if the kid can come in and start and uh you know he played the same kind of outside zone uh blocking scheme at Syracuse so it shouldn't be uh you know unless he's not stout enough uh, I think that was one of the the uh issues with Mayfield but if he can anchor and get low and get after people and is mean and nasty then that would be the perfect uh, left guard for you there. So uh, that's the ceiling for him. You know, the floor is uh, he doesn't do any good and he gets pushed around and they got to pull him out of there. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, we'll see in training camp. Yes, sir. And, you know, b- before we know it, we'll have OTAs and you'll be back in training camp. We'd love to get over to Georgia as well. Let's, let's j- just for my penultimate question, let, let's do a double barrel question. Actually, do you let uh, – Georgia, Georgia Tech coming to Ireland next year. It's going to be an interesting situation. I, I, I know I bombarded you with a cell phone text message when I, when I heard the news. Um, I, I'm not sure if, if, if you, you know, know or maybe planning coming over next year. We've, we've obviously got um, David Shanahan who plays for Georgia Tech, who's from Kerry in Ireland. Who is, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's very, very excited. And then secondly, for me. We're sitting here in May. What do you think is going to happen for the Falcons generally this season as, as we go into another year in in the NFC South? Yeah, um, I, I probably won't make the trip, but our, our new beat writer um, uh, will probably be coming over. Ken Sequeira has been covering Georgia Tech for as long as I'm pretty sure he'll make the trip also. So we'll have some good coverage over there. So uh, really excited. They uh, The program is excited about the trip. And, uh, you know, they had a good experience last time, so they want to go back. Uh, as far as what's going to happen with the Falcons, uh, you know, everything is, you know, pending on, you know, they don't have a bunch of injuries and so forth. But they look like they've gathered uh, an exciting uh, uh, um, crew of players to put out on the field that I should be able to uh, win some games. And, um, you know, I just want to see the defense and see what uh, – you know, Jesse Bates, and I just, you just want to see it all come together. So um, it looks like they have the ingredients to have a winning team and possibly a playoff team. But, you know, now you got to see it. You got to see them knock some people out, uh, get to the quarterback, see Bijan run for a lot of yards, uh, see uh, Ritter complete his passes. Uh, so, yeah, they got, they got issues, but they got some, some people in place now, handpicked by the new administration to be um, either either they're going to turn the Falcons around, turn them back into a championship team, or or uh, you know you know the alternative is it doesn't work out. Now, of course, myself and Michael and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in Europe are huge NFL fans, and we've seen teams come from across the pond. You know, the Jaguars play in London every year. The Falcons have played in London before. Um, we've seen NFL teams put their stamp on the markets, Kansas City Chiefs in Germany. Do you have any 
news or do you know if the Falcons are open to potentially playing a game in either Germany or London or in Europe uh, in the future? Yeah, they. Uh, I, I don't think they're up for this cycle, um, but I did see that Chiefs might be going to Germany. Uh, we, we've been seeing some of those reports. They might be going. The Panthers could be coming with Bryce Young uh, in the next year or two. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's where uh, the cycle's at. The Falcons uh, enjoy their trips. They don't like giving up a home game. Uh, but the next time they could go as could be as a visiting team for somebody else. So uh, we're always, uh, you know, looking when the schedule comes out to see, uh, you know, what those uh, Europe trips look like. And uh, the teams um, are starting to warm up to them and they like coming over there and playing. Uh, but, you know, games that that matter, real games, not exhibition games and so forth. So that league is trying to expand its footprint. But, yeah, I know the Falcons enjoy their uh, trips over there uh, and uh, would like to come back as soon as they could. I'm just going to re-check one final question and, and, and we will end here, Orlando. Appreciate your time, man. Just what Michaela said and just on your excellent answer, the Falcons are one of some NFL teams in the league that don't uh, currently, at the time of recording, have a footprint with the international home marketing agreement in any country outside the United States. Um, it would, I guess, be interesting to see if they if, if they do do that over the next few years. And um, we expect a new cycle of teams and countries. For, for, for example, a lot of a lot of teams have a footprints in in Mexico uh, for for marketing. So, you know, I'm I'm sure the next time that you speak to Mr. Blank, you can definitely uh, try and get Ireland or or or, or even the UK on that uh, list at some point. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, um, yeah, they are definitely trying to expand their brand, and and Ireland and the UK would definitely fit the bill for both of those. Uh, as the Falcons try to, you know, get the they got to get people back into their own stadium. Uh, in the Mercedes Benz and fill that thing out. And then uh, once you start winning, uh, you can, you know, start looking at building your brands uh, locally, nationally, globally, and internationally. And certainly in Absolutely. Europe. <laughs> Uh, definitely, mate. And it's it's the AFC's turn this year for international home teams. Maybe who knows? Twenty twenty four, we'll see. Maybe see you in Germany or or London again, D led uh, here. F- thank you so much for coming on, folks. For anyone that is seeing or hearing D Orlando for the first time at D Orlando AJC on Twitter, D Orlando is a fantastic follow for especially for Falcons news during the season and. Uh, a great friend of fans internationally and a great pioneer of growing the game internationally. The Orlando, if I'm not talking to you, if we're not speaking to you this side of September, uh, enjoy the off season, enjoy the preseason. And who knows, maybe we'll share a coffee in Vegas to make up for our lateness on this call. Appreciate you, man. Uh, sure. No problem, Mike and Michaela. Thanks for having me. You all have a great day.